0: Welcome. It's so good to be here on this Wednesday as we get together for a little midweek Bible study and devotional time, and I'm so glad that you've chosen to join us today uh, to do just that, and hope you had a happy Easter. And uh, being that we just celebrated Easter, or Resurrection Sunday as I like to call it, uh, for the past couple of weeks we've been in a series leading up to Easter, so the week before Easter and then this past Sunday, um, just looking at the cross and the resurrection of Jesus. And so last week we spent some time looking at uh, the cross and the significance of the cross and what it means and why Jesus had to die. And then this week, I wanted to look a little bit more at the resurrection. It's what we talked about on Sunday, being that it is Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. Uh, But I wanted to dive in just a little bit more this evening uh, for our midweek devotional time. And uh, I hope that you'll join us uh, for Sunday mornings. Just as a little side note, I hope that you'll join us on Sunday mornings for uh, Bible class or Bible study at 930 and then worship at 1030. And we also have another Bible study on Wednesdays at 630. And so glad that uh, we can get together and do that. And I hope that you'll come join us. But in the meantime, we're also glad that you're here with us uh, this evening or today or whenever it is that you're watching. Watching this online. So, as it relates to the resurrection, that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Here's what Luke writes in Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 12. He says, Very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared, and they found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. So they went in, but they didn't find the body of Jesus. As they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them clothed in dazzling robes. The women were terrified and bowed with their faces to the ground. Then the men asked them, Why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and that he would rise again on the third day. Then they remembered That he had said this. So they rushed back from the tomb to tell his eleven disciples and everyone else what had happened. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and several other women who told the apostles what had happened. But the story sounded like nonsense to the men, so they didn't believe it. However, Peter jumped up and ran to the tomb to look. And stopping, he peered in and saw the empty linen wrappings. Then he went home again, wondering what had happened. No mortal. No human being was present when the Spirit of the living God raised the lifeless body of Jesus of Nazareth and validated Him as the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God, and and our Lord and our Savior. We sometimes wrongly talk about the early disciples seeing Jesus being raised from the dead. The reality, though, is that the resurrection um, was not seen by any humans, as I mentioned, and sometimes it leaves us a little puzzled, as to use Luke's description of the women, uh, when they saw the stone that was rolled away and Jesus' body was gone. It leaves us a little puzzled because no human personally witnessed how this incredible miracle occurred when God was accomplishing it. The exact how of the resurrection remains shrouded in divine mystery. The exact who, however, Jesus of Nazareth, and the truth that God raised him and his lifeless body from death is no mystery at all. We can be thankful that the truth of Jesus' resurrection doesn't depend upon rumors from self-deluded weirdos. And while critics may try to re- raise you know questions and doubts about the resurrection of Jesus or explain it away, try to explain it away. The truth of the early believers' good news depended on it being true, something they witnessed with their own eyes, that he was truly risen from the dead. And as Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 14, and if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain as well. And so if we label the exact moment of Jesus' resurrection as resurrection 1.0, then we can rejoice that those who knew Jesus those who knew Jesus ensure resurrection 2.0 and 2.1 and 2.2 and 2.3 and, and, and so on, as First Corinthians chapter 15 verses 3 through 8 talks about the changes in those people, the power behind their message and their fearlessness of faith in Jesus when they had first doubted, all testify that God made sure Resurrection 1.0 truly happened in our human history and that people knew it truly happened. Of course, the empty tomb of Resurrection 1.0 didn't alone ensure that Jesus was raised from the dead. Only the physical appearance and presence of the resurrected Jesus with people who were absolutely crushed and devastated and, and even terrified at his execution on the cross ensures Resurrection 2.0 for those same people and all of us who came after. For those of us who believe 2,000 years later, their testimony becomes our hope and our future. Their energized faith, their bold testimony, and their willing sacrifice of their lives to tell others about what they had seen and heard provides the foundation for our faith. And even their most ardent opponents had to acknowledge that they truly had been with Jesus. These witnesses let everyone know that Jesus was not only their message, but he was also the one who had inaugurated their movement on Pentecost by pouring out the same powerful spirit that had given them victory over sin and hell and death through his resurrection. Several decades after Jesus' resurrection, the Impetuous Peter and his beloved churches in Asia Minor faced persecution. In First Peter chapter one verses three through nine, the faithful apostle, the faithful apostle, shared these words of hope to forge their commitment to faith uh, in 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 the midst of any trials that they were facing. So here's what he writes. He says, "Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope." For Peter, the resurrection of his Lord was no shallow hope built on circumstantial evidence. Jesus' triumph over death was the grit out of which he lived and the fire which fueled the movement in his name. Peter would lose, ultimately, his mortal body to his faith, confident, though, that no one could keep dead what belonged to his resurrected Lord. He is the epitome of resurrection 2.0. May such grit and fire be ours today as well. Hope you have a blessed day. God bless.